Welcome to One Weird Trick, a podcast giving advice for better living. Your hosts, Aaron and Cecily, have zero legal, medical, or psychological qualifications to give advice. Please consider any advice you receive from them as being from well-meaning, but human and imperfect friends. Please consult actual professionals for any serious legal, medical, or mental help you may need. And now, here's Cecily and Aaron. Welcome back to One Weird Trick, that show where we share tips and tricks to make your life better, easier, more fun. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we've got a great Tony the Tiger type of show today. I'm going to be talking about revenge bedtime procrastination. Okay, sounds hot. Sexy. Yeah. The, the slower you do it, the hotter it is. <laughs> they call it slow pro. Uh, but- rev, bed, <laughs> rev bed slow pro. <laughs> Put some oil in there. Uh, And I'm going to be talking about finding distractions. Finally, we're going to open up the OWT at SwizzBolt.com mailbag to see what is lurking for us in there. Who knows? Blow off that 2020 dust. Who knows what old 2020 (laughs) busted up emails are are waiting in there. Who knows? Who knows what kind of weird tricks might be lurking within? Maybe maybe they're not probably. Maybe they're tricks. Maybe they get some tricks for us. Okay. Weirdo tricks. Uh, okay. Uh, you're going to talk about... Yeah. Let me start this off. Distractions. Yeah. Start this off here. Um, I'm imagining that you are feeling a lot like me, and that is just overwhelmed. And, you know, I say that as an American citizen, but also a citizen of the world. Things things are hard right Ma'am, now. Ma'am, I am a citizen of the internet. Proud there, citizen of the internet. Since things aren't great there, too, unless your username is deep fucking value. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not just talking about bad things either. Uh, you know, it's, it's a friend or family member's birthday is coming up. That's usually a cause for celebration. But now it's, you know, added stress because how are you going to have an actually fun Zoom party with her? It's, you know, uh, the doom scroll. Yeah. The, this, the 12th family Zoom <laughs> that we've substituted yeah. for important events. Ooh, it's just as fresh as the first one. Yeah. You know, um, the doom scroll is, of course, bad. Uh, awaiting a package you ordered. It's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a stressful thing now. I don't know. I just actually got an update that my package is ready to be picked up from the post office like who made this decision uh you know watching stock prices because you're way into stocks randomly now for no reason it's just a lot dude you're doing that yourself (laughs) these are these are normal everyday things but now we just have no outlet you don't look forward to the weekend anymore because that doesn't mean going out to dance your ass off or have brunch or whatever it is you do it means just another couple of days being stuck inside with less distractions, and that's right, I'm calling work a distraction if you're working through the week. Uh, if you're a lot like me, then you also have seasonal affective disorder, and uh, that sucks too. Sad. Sad. Uh, you know, matter your gender, sexual orientation, skin color, financial situation, it's just a really hard time to be alive. So my one weird trick is to invent distractions. And before I go any further, I know saying shit like, if you're depressed, just go take a walk, sounds like it's minimizing. However, there is some truth to momentary distractions. If you're feeling down for even a moment, then any distraction is welcome. You know, imagine George George Bailey on the way to throw himself off a bridge past a dog that he got to pet. 
and maybe it suddenly just you know it just changes the way you're thinking in that moment and all he got was that dumb wingless angel (laughs) who made him jump in anyway yeah yeah um so yeah i've currently i've currently added a lot of distractions to uh my roster to try to outpace the depression I'm doing a lot of window shopping, what I call going to websites that you drool over, filling up your cart, and then closing the window <laughs> without ever checking out. You abandoned a cart? Yep. Oh, abandoned lots of carts. Worst, worst, worst monster of all time. Um, I've been... Um, I've been attending online smart recovery meetings to deal with some unhealthy coping mechanisms I've developed. I'm learning the ukulele and the kalimba. I've also just been listening to a lot of music and watching a ton of movies. I've been doing embroidery and needle punching. My husband is getting super into camping and, and, bush, and bushcraft. And I, I'm, I volunteered to help rank to vote Ohio get on the uh, ballot in 2022. Political activism. There you Distraction. go. Distractions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm reading more than ever. You should check out your local website or your local library's website online resources. Um, I got an adult coloring book for Christmas. It's like really adult. It's a bunch of designs based on swear words. It just, you know, sounds like a lot of stuff to do. But the thing is, I don't plan on being an expert in any of these things. I don't plan on you know putting on ukulele concerts or being really good at any of these things because that can add again that's where that fun hobby and distraction turns to pressure and stress i think that they're all worthy endeavors and much needed distractions there are limits to what we can endure and i think the current state of the world has tested everyone's limits in some way or another so my one weird trick is developing interests and hobbies to keep you going or distract you for even the single moment that you need. They work, even if it's short-term, moment to moment. And also, if you or someone you know is thinking of hurting themselves or you want to seek treatment for an unhealthy coping mechanism, we've provided some resources in the show notes as well. But, cool. yeah, how do you feel about that? I think it's, like I said, I've... Um realize that uh it's it's something i I saw someone on um twitter talk about it's like with the you don't stop and think about how much just worry and dread are being trafficked in the world today and it's not like you know most times it's like well it's the news you know whipping things up about a murder or a you know a a chemical in your water bottles or something but like there's like legit scary shit happening there's a pandemic there's civil unrest there's this there's that um and yet we also have been cut off from the traditional remedies to those things like we'll get outside go exercise spend time with friends but you know like we are in this pressure cooker situation so that's what i've like yeah i'm like I'm, i'm trying to find ways to still live a full life with restrictions and to me that's like dreaming about you know when when warmer weather returns getting out and camping and all that stuff it's Volunteering for a political cause. Um, everybody's thing's going to look different. But like, and that's kind of be the theme of my topic is like, I think we've all had enough pajama bottom times and enough sitting on the couch playing video games. And like, if I had a friend and I have had friends where if all they did is work and play video games and, and sleep, I'd worry about them because like, that's like pe- some people's dream. But a lot of times 
you know, it can it can be a nightmare. Um, as uh, I, I wanted to pivot into my topic, unless you had other things to say, uh, which is revenge bedtime procrastination. And I rev, saw the, rev bo slow mo rev. Well, that's if you do it slow. That's the that's the sexy tantric way. To <laughs> but do is it. that what it's called? Rev bo slow mo. It's just rev bed. It's no. It's rev, rev bed pro. I guess. Rev but bed. I I made that up. It's actually from a Chinese phrase. Bao Fuzing Aoye probably butchered that, hmm. but it refers to and and stop me if if you feel this the experience of putting off going to bed in order to squeeze some life out of your day after having spent the bulk of it doing something mandatory like work or child rearing, um and it, and it turns out America is not the only country that has a workaholic centered life culture in china people are increasingly talking about the 996 schedule that young professionals are expected to maintain in, as a way to work their way up the ladder what is that 9 a.m to 6 p.m every uh, every day six days a week nine nine six days a week yeah that's what in when you live in a country of a billion people and you want to try to be you know get get, get that job there's a lot of competition for it oh so my God. people are put through this meat grinder and, you know, researchers who have studied this issue have found that when we don't feel like we have control over our days, we compensate by exercising something we can have control over, uh, like our nights. Because, you know, still to this day, you know, your children are usually not, unless they're sick or something, screaming at one o'clock in the morning. Your boss has to sleep at some point, the bastard. So 2 a.m., you know, he's not going to call you and interrupt your your video game, your novel reading. Yeah. Um. Because it, it's it's a way to feel less disempowered and because it's difficult to feel like our life is not our own. When everything you do is about somebody else's needs, it might sometimes feel like it's worth sacrificing your sleep. You know, there's no boss, no kids, nothing interruption. It's, it's free. You're free. People who are most at risk for this behavior, uh, a parent or a caretaker who doesn't have a moment uh, to themselves... Uh, to, to get some me time jammed into the day, uh, an overworked employee who's always on call uh, that can't keep stopping the, the check their email, that can't turn off, uh, a student who's stressed out because they got more to do on their lists than any kind of wind down or social activities, uh, couples that work different shifts or long hours trying to fill empty space in their life, uh, those with anxiety having their brain keeping them up with what-if type questions, and people just looking to escape their dull day-after-day routine. Um, so, if you are one of the ones that are painted with that brush, and I can raise my hand to like two of those, three of those categories, uh, they have some recommendations on how you can stop. Because the thing is, is like, if you are staying up to, you know, later and later to get some free time to yourself, that has a lot of destructive uh, effects. You know, like shorter temper, less patience, uh, less attentiveness. It can be dangerous when you're driving places. Um, it, it actually uh, de- degrades your health, makes you more prone to sickness. It ages you quicker. Like there's so many things that like chronic lack of sleep uh, can do. So really, we should not, you know, be staying up till two or three o'clock watching t- uh, Netflix and, and reading and playing video games if we can help it. Um, so what are some things that we can do? Um, if we're not getting a full night's sleep. And I guess you can stay up till 3 o'clock if you're sleeping until noon. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my, my boy Jim here. But um, recommend that so, so the experts uh, recommend to set some sort of boundaries during your day. 
because these wanting control, freedom, um, the ability to do whatever you want. I mean, these are legit life goals. This is what kind of humanity aspires for, right? Uh, but you need to find ways to get those things addressed before it's time to go to bed. Um, so you can find ways like to read that novel on your lunch break at work. Um, you know, maybe pick up prepared food more often. I know our family has gotten into like we cook exclusively because of the pandemic and it saves a lot of money. But it's also does, you know, that's 20, 30, 45 minutes every day that you're spending just, you know, taking care of a single biological need. Pick up something. Um, maybe set one night a week to stay up by yourself when you can sleep a little later and try to take more time for your own needs on other days. So those are some examples like, you know, I OK, I must stay up really late on Friday night because Saturday morning I know I can just crash. Um, but the key thing that they all uh, point to is that eventually you have to find a way to build a life that you're not trying to escape from. You know, like Cecily said, this stuff isn't easy. And if you're in a revenge bedtime procrastinate, if you're in a, uh, a rev bed pro situation already, uh, you probably have some, there's probably, we've gone beyond kind of anxiety and down and, you know, we're a year into this, we might be setting into depression. Um, but still, the easy path, the long path is a lot of times the best path. Um, and it's, it is a long-term play because if you're feeling like you only get to live your life between like 9 PM and midnight, you're probably going to have to make some kind of major or minor changes to your life to fix that. So like you switch careers, which is not easy during a pandemic. Um, like, uh, the Cecily method of adopting fulfilling hobbies, um, setting better boundaries with work, I think is something we can all maybe work on as a resolution for this year. Um, engaging childcare, which again is not easy, although the new uh, presidential administration has some interesting programs that looks like it might help uh, make that easier for people. All these things are things you can do to kind of get a sense, to regain that sense of control. Because, again, staying up to 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, watching television, playing video games, or reading Reddit, guilty, uh, is not really living, right? You know? Mm-hmm. You might as well start at some time. And, again, like we say, I know that not everybody can do this. Um, this this ma- this oxygen mask analogy that we always use. You know, not, e- not everyone can even do that, you know? Like, if the ma- oxygen mask drops... Maybe someone doesn't know that they're supposed to put, they never got to put your own mask, oxygen mask on speech. They weren't paying attention to flight attendant. They're trying to help their kids and they black out. Or maybe someone's got a health condition that makes them too hypoxic to react or their arms are disabled or whatever, you know, uh, or maybe you did, maybe someone did everything right. They put the oxygen mask on or there's a kink in the tube. They don't get the O2. <laughs> like shit happens. Shit happens okay. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that if, if, if you hearing this, have an inkling in your head, a glimmer of hope, an erg of energy. If you find yourself in a place where you feel some sparks of something happening, it's worth investing that into something that can improve your long-term happiness instead of engaging in in short-term distractions, um, contra to what Cecily just said. So (laughs) uh, use your distractions to build up that urge of, of that erg of energy and fan that spark into a flame. Try to improve your life condition long term because, yeah, we can't we can't keep going by at four hours of sleep uh, <laughs> and 12 on Sundays. Uh, it's not good for us. That's it. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. 
Um, are you ready to get into some feedback? I would love to get into some feedback. All right. This first one is from someone I'm calling uh, Mass in a Hard Place. I'm dealing with a potential ovarian t- uh, cancer diagnosis. Potential in the sense that they suspected an issue on October 14th. A sonogram of October 24th confirmed a six centimeter mass. Despite the potential urgency, a follow-up MRI did not occur until a month later on November 24th. The MRI confirmed the mass. Yet again, despite the potential urgency, I am not seeing a specialist until almost a month later on December 16th. I live in D.C. and I have been going to Georgetown Radiology for all of my tests so far. Arguably, in this pandemic, I am in a position of privilege, so lucky to be employed and to have insurance and to live in a city that thus far has been largely largely insulated from the destructive economic policies of the current administration. Well, the previous administration. The former kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's incompetent and almost entirely absentee handling of the pandemic. Insulated, that is, for those of us not in the service or medical industries, restaurants and small businesses here have closed, and I suspect for many, these closures will be permanent. Mm. On the medical side, despite the pressures of serving in the middle of a pandemic and the very urgent need for medical staff and professionals, there have nonetheless been layoffs and pay cuts and freezes, etc. Hospitals and clinics may need more staff than ever, but they also need to make profit. And treating a pandemic is not producing profits, unless you're a senator, of course, trading stocks for American lives. People aren't having surgeries or other treatments that would normally generate high revenues. In the before times, I would by now already have been in and out of surgery. The mass would have been biopsied. I would either be on the road to recovery from surgery or already undergoing radiation and chemo. But because this this is a pandemic, necessary tests have had to wait precious weeks until staff and machines and labs were available. Ovarian cancer... It is my understanding, based upon all the anxious Googling I've been doing, is a particularly quick killer. Mm. As the weeks have been dragging on since October, my despondency and sleep depression... Oh, I'm sorry. My despondency and deep depression has only grown even as my chances for survival diminish with each passing day. Having our medical care tied to the bottom line has produced this inverted mess. I'm in this weird limbo and I really haven't told anyone outside of my boyfriend and a few others. What can I say? Well, I might have ovarian cancer. I might not. Might be dead by the time I finally find out. I don't know how to have that conversation. It feels like crying wolf, which is not something I do. Mm. I did finally withdraw from volunteering last night, and I cried when I told my team. I selfishly volunteered because it gave me another avenue of interaction outside of my job in the middle of a pandemic. Again, not selfish. These distractions are are things I think we just confirmed are good. Yeah. Um. Basically, other people to look at during Zoom calls. I didn't realize how vital an outlet it had been until I unexpectedly started crying during the Zoom call. I feel like I'm falling off a cliff alone. I haven't told my job yet on the advice of a lawyer friend who is concerned I could lose my job, which I just started in September. Jesus. It's a travesty that our healthcare is tied to employment, that it's profit driven and it's incapable of actually taking care of us. I didn't really have a question. I suspect I am not the only one going through this, so I just wanted to share. Man, it's hard out there. Um, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, I. <laughs> it's a very scary thing to go through, and to feel so alone doing it. 
I mean, the thing is, is like, I know you're not alone. Like I, uh, th- there's people going through this all over the country. There's people who have had to say goodbye to their loved ones over a phone call. Um, if they even got to do that, not be by their side. Uh, this is just a terrible, terrible situation. Um, and we also have another half year of it, if not full year of it. I'm starting to hear people saying it's like, oh, it's going to really be 2022 till things are back to normal. And I, I mean, there's, I mean, what do you do? Um, there's just, there's been so much hateful recklessness, um, gone on and it's just not just in america too i mean there's places around the the world um all over the place that had their their head up their ass about this stuff and it's just uh it's uh terrible and you hear about the people who've died directly related to covid and it makes you wonder like what is the death toll of you know people who have put off things or might have gotten detected if it hadn't and you know our listener here is one of those one of those uh kind of what if still yeah um i'm really sorry to hear that i you know i know it's the end of january now that we're reading this i hope everything went well um and that you are getting the the treatment you need whatever that may be um yeah thank you thank you for sharing I always say that one of the key things for recovery is like a positive attitude, you know, but like, good Lord, this is like the hardest difficulty level as far as trying to maintain that positive, you know? Um, and I, I don't, cause like, I, I mean, I tell you, it's like, well, you know, don't, don't read all that stuff and stop Googling cause it's not going to help you feel any better and all that stuff. But honestly, I would do the exact same thing. I feel like i have power when i know what the fuck is going on right and even though i'm not a doctor i'm not a lawyer i'm not a stuff like they have that stuff on and i i have to read it because that's you know i I like dealing in what's the worst case scenario what's the likely scenario and all that kind of stuff so i i mean i i would do the exact same i don't think it's uh i don't think it's the healthy way because you know honestly there's unless there's something you could do about the information that you have. Like if you could kick someone's ass or like get the kitchen knives out and operate on yourself. Like, but, but it's still like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the information's better than not having it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Just to prepare for the worst, but don't assume it's going to happen to you. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I, I hope that uh, you do get the treatment you need and everything uh, turns out fine. And uh, like I said, I, I guess if I were in your position, I would, um, you know, like if the worst case happened, what what needs what needs to be done? You know, what plans need to be done? What would you like to do? Who would you like to spend that time with? And is there any way that you can, you know, but God, that just seems like morbid as fuck. But it's probably what I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, start seeing lawyers and planning things out. And then if, you know, and then, yeah, and if, if, if everything you have a good outcome, then hell you got, everyone should have like their, their kind of affairs in order because shit can happen anytime, you know, step mm-hmm. in front of a bus, et cetera. So, ah, boy, there's not, there's not, there's not a, there's not a weird trick for this one. Uh, <laughs> there's not, I'm sorry. Hey, you're going through this and I hope, a good outcome for you and your family and uh please keep us posted yeah i'd like to i'd like to know okay we've got one more piece of feedback 
Actually, before we move on, I, I do have one thing I want to come back and say. And it's the thing about, um, you know, don't want to don't want to tell your job, obviously. Um, but like maybe it is time to start telling more people. I know you don't want to be like crying wolf and all that stuff. But like if you've done you, you seem like a smart person has done the research. And if there is this possibility that, uh, you know, this would go badly for you, it's like you st- you need to get that support going. Right. Um, I would I would not worry like 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 I don't know I, I it, it seems like um I wouldn't worry about the whole crying wolf thing I think yeah. I, you'd find the people that you trust and that you love and you think that love you and you tell them and just tell them this is because like you know what you need support for the uncertainty mm-hmm. like what kind of sort of Damocles bullshit is this and you're going through it completely alone with your mm-hmm. boyfriend and a, a handful of others like yeah go go get some support. Go get some love and some some uh, some compassion from from people because just the weight of dealing with not knowing is bad enough. Don't wait for like the sword to fall before you start telling people. Oh, by the way, um, I'm in a fight for my life. Like just just you know the potential um, is is a hard uh, is hard to go with uh, hard to deal with. So yeah, get get some support. Um, uh, sounds like you have people that you know could probably help, but you're you don't you don't want to you know, get, get them all worried for nothing, but like, this isn't nothing. So I, I would not be mad if I was your friend, brother, uh, uncle, whatever. And I got the phone call said, Hey, I'm, this is happening. I'm scared. I, I, I would, I would love to, if I, if I was in that position, I, I would, I'd be very supportive and helpful or, you know, as helpful as, as I can be, <laughs> uh, which I guess, I don't know, has been, I don't know if it's been that helpful, but <laughs> Let's, got us. let's move on to, to Dr. G. 2020 has been a roller coaster. Honey, you ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while I've been able to start a new career, my wife has been on the exact opposite side. She lost her job when we moved two weeks before shutdown and then the company folded. She originally moved into the city I was in, finishing my PhD, doing scare quote, high paying jobs like children's literacy for AmeriCorps, serving as a front office assistant at an urgent care clinic and a medical call center employee. She originally started applying to jobs enthusiastically when we moved. However, most businesses stopped hiring in the spring. While that was understandable, she's not really tried anymore, even now as things are starting to slowly recover. I'm lucky if she applies to one a week. How do I support her? I've tried the obvious, expressing love and support, looking over her applications, helping uh, with her manage anxiety and depression, etc. I bought her a small art suite in case she wanted to take this time uh, to pursue more creative pursuits. Is that suit? A uh, small art su- It's sweet, right? It's yeah. Sweet. Okay. I was like... That sounds weird, but yeah. Uh, I found some free online coding classes for new skills. Uh, just learn how to code, man. Uh, Introduce her to low how-to guides for non-traditional self-starter careers like blogging. However, she's not done any of them. Each thing is abandoned fairly quickly. What do you think? We are on a treadmill financially right now. I can cover our expenses and save a bit for retirement, but there's no extra to save for things like a house or kids. But it seems like a lack of imminent crisis is preventing her from trying. I don't know what else I can do to help. Well, uh, Doc, sounds sounds like like your wife is depressed. depressed. And signs of depression include inability to do basic things like applying to things to get jobs, uh, 
lack of interest in hobbies, hobbies and, and things that mm-hmm. used to bring you joy. Um, and the bad news is the only thing that can get your wife out of depression is your wife. Um, the good news is you can maybe do some things to help her. Um, Sounds like you've done a lot to just no, support yeah, you're, her already. You're really trying, but like you if, can't fix it for her. If she was just kind of in a little bit of a rut, or just just you know had had a couple of temporary setbacks, but you know we're going on a year now, mm-hmm. and and uh, also um, this goes back to animal behavioral studies. But like we have, there's a, such a thing called learned helplessness. Like you know, if you have a dog, I know this is tragic, it's tragic, but if you have a dog. And you put him in like an electrified or okay, monkey, monkey, because some people, people don't give a fuck about monkeys. <laughs> monkeys are just g- g- degenerate humans anyway. <laughs> you get a monkey, and it's a particularly cute and fuzzy monkey. Uh, <laughs> okay, and right, you put him in a, you put him in a cage with an electrified field on the bottom that gives him a shock unless they hit the button. You know, the monkey will be very quick and reactive as soon as they feel the shock to like slap the button to make it stop. Um, but if you have a situation where the shocks come like randomly and the button doesn't work or the button only works half the time, um, eventually the monkey will just give up trying to get away from the shock, uh, hitting the button. And they call that a learned helplessness. Like when nothing seems to help or it's completely intermittent. Um, and then you throw our complex human consciousness on top of that already underlying uh physical stupid monkey brain in the monkey stupid monkey brain um it's 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 a bummer um so i think the thing that you maybe you can do to help is just bite the bullet and accept that you're probably not going to see a lot of advancement in six months and just let her know that you are since you can tread water you're even saving a little bit um, just tell her, it's like, hey, you know what? I just don't want you to worry about anything except for feeling like yourself again for these next six months. Like, don't worry about looking for a job. I got this. Um, do what you need to do. Um, maybe, uh, I think she needs to talk, talk to, to somebody. Someone for sure. Maybe try some Maybe make a few phone calls and say, like hey, if I, if I called some people and got like three people that could help you, would you maybe pick one and see, you know, start talking to them? Uh, because that's hard when you're depressed, finding a fucking therapist, going through and going through the insurance list and seeing who's available and who's still taking patients and who are the lying fucks that say they're taking p- patients online. But when you call them, oh, we're full up. Oh, too many patients. Uh, I've done that dance and it's it's a real soul sucker. Um, so maybe you can help out with stuff like that. But like paradoxically, when people are depressed, um, the awareness of all the things relying on them are something to keep you because like you're so overwhelmed. You get that learned helplessness, like more shocks is not the solution. The solution is stop shock, shocking the monkey and let them kind of like <laughs> re, re, uh, recover their sense of self and, and go on. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Um, seems like she needs to yeah just take some time to figure out her and what what's going on there and what she really wants and what she can do for herself yeah i agree with all of your advice yeah um some sort of uh, therapy uh behavioral therapy uh maybe even some pharmaceutical help because the thing about the learned helplessness is like what does that even mean? That just means that like there are some chemical pathways in our brain that just kind of like burnt out and been, you know, 
uh, been been worn into patterns and they're just stuck in cycles. And sometimes you need some other chemistry to help your brain get back to a normal operating state. Um, and the thing is, the thing you got to keep in mind, because not a lot of people are prepared for this, but it gets harder before yeah. it gets better. Doesn't mean it, get, it gets worse or more painful. It's just going to be really hard if she's not already aware that she's showing some signs of depression. Then you start there. Or not start by telling her that, but, yeah. you know, suggesting that maybe that's what's happening and working through therapy and getting herself back on her feet is hard. Yeah. So but, you might like if, if now she's just kind of like laying there like a lump um, in a, a month or two into therapy, she might cry hysterically or be irrationally angry. Uh, and you might see that as like, oh, God, this is actually going backwards. But it's actually a potentially a sign that the therapy is working because you know, some underlying things of self-worth and, you know, maybe things in her past that's made it, you know, um, like, like hard to think about moving on or she's, she's had trouble with that. Be like, who knows what will get dredged up and, and who knows what's in the year of her feeling like she's kind of like worthless to people, you know, cause that's what it is like the society when your worth is tied up and how much you can generate for another company, um and and how much you can bring to the family like that that is I mean it's sad but a lot of her self worth is tied up into that mm-hmm. um so yeah I think that like find the ways to take that pressure off and the other thing is like man none of this is a surefire thing to work either like these aren't like oh well your the motor's not turning on well it's not getting a spark so f- fix the plugs and hundred percent going to work you know these are just you are making good bets on likely outcomes you know like it's 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 not like if if this doesn't work and doesn't turn things around like six months might not be enough um you know all you can do is keep keep loving your wife and uh as long as you're in a situation that's stable like you know keep making those uh logical bets those high those high percentage bets um to to getting her to support getting her help you needs and that's that's how you're going to get your uh, your wife feel like her old self again. Low and, risk, high reward bet. Yeah, yeah. So, and to try to avoid as much as possible criticism, um, pointing out the obvious things that are going on because I promise you the the problem isn't that your wife doesn't know that this is a big deal and is you know a long term threat to the family. Like that's probably the source of the depression. The fact that she tried so hard and that there was like. Yeah, I mean, my wife was in this position of getting thrown into the, the to the wolves of unemployment at the beginning of the pandemic, and it I don't know was it great was it a great experience being fired by my own husband at the start of a pandemic? Yeah, how was that? It was kind of a blow to my self esteem a little bit. Um, I, I look, I only half fired you. The Jim did the other. Like, I'm not right. going to take 100% responsibility. 100% of the people who fired me are listening to this podcast right now yeah, or well, editing yeah, or recording. We're involved with me. in the production. <laughs> this is some kind of Stockholm experiment now. Uh, but yeah, that's just, I mean, I'm, I'm still not out of it. I'm still trying to climb my way back up. But I think, you know, just going through it, a lot of hard things like i said you got to go down and dig deep and it gets really hard for everyone involved but i think the journey will be um will be rewarding i'm hoping 
or I'm just going to be, I'm just going to lay down and get shocked for the rest of my life and die. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want that. No one wants that. No one wants to be in a depressed place, but you know, no one wants it, to be the shock monkey. No one wants to be the shock monkey, but, uh, it takes, I mean, it just takes extra effort for people who, who are depressed, who have depression or, or just affected by things more. It just takes extra work to get out of bed every day, but there's ways to manage. Absolutely. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to listen to our one or more weird tricks and tips that we hope we're able to enrich your lives. It, it really, and it was, it was a missed opportunity called us two weird tricks. Cause that's kind of what it is. Each, each episode you get at least one or two, you get, you get at least two from us and then who knows possibly more, but there's never been just one weird trick. That's true. That's true. You know what? I think we're going to have to take a break, a brief hiatus to think about that. We're have to retool this whole concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are actually going to be taking a hiatus and we hope to, you know, resume recording and posting episodes um, sometime this summer. Never fear, Aaron will be continuing his righteous mission over on three right turns. Three righteous turns. Three righteous turns. Oh, I'm going back to the old day. I'm getting the Bible. <laughs> old Testament. Old Testament Aaron's coming back. Righteous turns. You can uh, smoting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can still look forward to uh, Three Right Turns official every other week, but he's been popping up and doing a lot more live streams. And of course, we'll be doing our monthly live streams for our Patreon supporters. I mean, shit's popping off, y'all. Yeah. Sub to YouTube.com slash Swizzbull because I'm aiming to do two. It's going to take me a while to get up to speed, but I'm aiming to do like two live streams a week. I got my first one. Last week, uh, where I went over a real time with Bill Maher and his thoughts on anti-racism, and uh, it was immediately copy struck by Home Box Office uh, <laughs> Incorporated, and I fought them, and three days later, it's unblocked. So you can now go and see that, but I'm, I'm going to be trying to do those. They're, they're live streams, but they're also archived up there on uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Swizzbold. Yep. I, uh, we, we would be hypocrites if we didn't practice what we preach. So we're just going to take this, uh, this time off of one weird trick to focus on ourselves and our family. And, uh, I mean, there's always stuff to talk about, always righteous stuff for Aaron to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, we'll miss it when we're gone because I know we, you know, I, I've, I've heard from people that we have helped and, um, you know, got with our little weird tricks and, you know, inspired to, to try to do a little bit better or to break out of a unhealthy cycle they were in um, and, you know, help out people get through tricky social situations. And I'm really proud of the library of material that we got out there. You know, like, uh, you know, you think about three right turns one through 29. There's so many of these tricks that kind of interlock and relate to each other and um keep coming back to common themes and i'm i'm really really glad that uh, we got that out there so if you haven't heard our whole library uh check it out because there's a lot of good stuff there yeah um yeah make sure to also follow us on all of social media at swizzbolt to uh, stay posted for all of our news and new episodes being posted there at those places uh all of us here Everyone who's fired me in the past, as well as myself, appreciate the support of listeners like you on our Patreon page. You can become a patron yourself if you're not already. Laid off. This is not, (laughs) I'm not comfortable with the framing of firing. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Swizzbold. Terminated. 
<laughs> I would also like to especially thank all of our Fred level or I would like to terminate all of our Fred level patrons by name right now. Downsized. Anoka Young, Lisa Singleton, Jordan Hoyt, Kira, Brandon DeVito, Laura Luthi, Mark Hahn, Dave Satterley, George P. Burdell, Slava Kasraliovic, Angel- Angelo, Angelo Morano, Byron Rasmussen, Greg Rasp, James Taylor, Arvind Rao, and Jared Harrelman. Again, patreon.com slash swizzbold. If you like what we're doing here and you'd like to support us, thanks again and we'll be seeing you. You were right-sized. You're right-sized. <laughs> that makes it feel better, right? <laughs> right-sized. You're right-sized. <laughs> I'm Aaron. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.